0: Pollo
3: Ranchero, Por Favor. I'm just gonna pour myself another
0: bourbon and just let this <laughs> thing roll. All right, welcome to the latest edition of the FPL America podcast. This is David Smith, Scott Weeby, Brian Shusko.
1: Before we go any further, Dave, have you hit the record button this time? I did. All right, good. Did
0: hit the record. Hey, that's a flashback. I haven't really thought about this. <laughs> there were days, early days. Where we would get 30 minutes into it, and I didn't hit the record button. Oh, horrible days.
1: Our best episodes have all been unrecorded content, I think.
0: <laughs> probably. It's probably true. Probably. Well,
1: we'll hope to uh, provide the best episode we've ever done on mic tonight. We're going to go through... The recap of game week three and lead you into an international break before we get to game week four. But there's plenty for us to go through. We have made it through what I unofficially refer to as the first segment of the season. You get first, three game first weeks.
0: segment, okay.
1: Then you have the transfer window that closes, an international break before you get into new matches. Everyone's gotten off to some kind of start and uh, and there's lots for us to discuss now that we have three game weeks worth of content. So we're going to do that. We're going to go over the game week three dream team. There's some very interesting names in this dream team that we ha- we need to discuss for the future. I'm going to give you two gentlemen my version. And I actually got this idea listening to last week's episode. Really, Brian made hmm. a reference to an all-disappointment team. And I thought to myself, what a great idea before... Or, or as we enter into uh, the first international break of the season, let's go through our all-disappointment teams. So I put one together, a full oh. 15-man squad ready for you two to trash. I'm, yeah. I'm so excited about So we will go through that. This. We can't not discuss the summer transfer window that literally closed hours ago as we are sitting here recording. We will talk about some of the late big transfers and what they might mean for FPL. And then we're going to talk about something that's probably relevant to many listeners how you should play your first half wild card. I know a number of people
3: in, in, our, in our Slack workspace. Have, our mini, mini yep, yep. Have
1: already activated it. And uh and you might be thinking about doing that as well. Are either of you gentlemen already playing your wild card? Have you already activated that chip? No, I have not. I saved
2: uh, I had two transfers going into this break, so I'm gonna just use those. All right.
0: No, Scott, uh I don't plan on it either. I feel like I'm in a a good place with the team at the moment. I've uh, surprised and shocked to everyone. I've only made uh, three transfers thus far. And so I feel pretty good about that. So I have a competitive team. Let's keep this thing rolling.
1: All right. We'll talk about what we're going to do in our lineups as we sit here, what we know we're going to do so far with plenty of time until game week four arrives. We'll also talk about the things we usually talk about, which is who's at the top of the FPL America Podcast League, who who's the top scorer in game week three. And I'm going to give a shout-out to a team name that's towards the bottom of the table that we missed when we did that a couple of weeks ago.
0: Am I going to love it?
1: I think you will. It's very clever.
0: You've you've piqued my interest. I'm very have good. To glance through. <laughs> then
1: do what Brian doesn't and stick around to the end of this episode. Yeah, okay. so that you hear what that is.
0: Okay, I like that. All right, good gentlemen. Transition.
1: I'll try to listen. Are we ready for this? Yeah, let's talk about game week three and some other stuff. Excellent. Let's begin with the dream team. Uh your classic 3-4-3 fantasy formation uh came through as the top scorers from game week 3. Let's start with the three forwards. You know them all. Michael Antonio of West Ham, Jamie Vardy again of Leicester, Who? and Gabriel Jesus of Manchester City.
2: Who's going to stop Michael Antonio
0: himself? It's, it's a Jama- ma- Jamaica. It's- well, Jamaica. <laughs> No, it's
2: just amazing. Like, what a great start! Just, just so happy. Everything is happiness with that guy. So it's true. It is just a matter of time before there's a hamstring pull. Yeah, it can't. But that's okay. We we know it can't last forever. But it's really fun while it's. it's it's Scott said it in the
0: preseason pods. Michael Antonio, Callum Wilson, Danny Ings, own them all until they get hurt. True. Nothing wrong and, with that.
2: And it only took to week three for one of those three to already get <laughs> right. to get nicked. So right.
0: that's right. So international right now,
2: break is coming at a good time for one of
1: those guys.
0: Antonio but, is still fine. So far. So far, and and he is probably the highest scoring player in fantasy. It would be he has guess.
1: forty points if I recall overall already through three game games. That's
0: weeks. impressive. I, I don't remember in recent memory someone getting uh, to start the season 3 double digit games.
1: I'm going off memory here, but I think the next closest forward has 24 total points, which is a little bit more, which is still very good, but that's just a crazy big
2: gap. If
0: only there was a I way. mean,
1: it's great for him and it's just a
2: te- it's just testimony to
0: Jesus is second with 24, Calvert Lewin with 23. I yeah, mean,
2: Jesus those. is awesome. 40. He's got 40. It's just yeah. that West Ham is so good on the attack. It's just I mean, they're Dodgy defensively, but man, uh, going that might forward, be tightening up a little sure, bit. Sure, it definitely can after what they definitely after what they did in signings. But no, it's just great. They what a formidable
1: attack was with, with those players. And they didn't even need Jesse Lingard so far this year to do yeah, it. I, forget I, I
0: was I, thought for sure that that would be a Lingard West Ham move transfer day. Didn't happen.
1: It didn't happen. It's very surprising. Uh it's surprising. Because Lingard seems to be excess to United, and West Ham, why wouldn't you be able to use him? He was a stud for you in the second half last season.
0: United will have a lot of games and different fronts, and maybe maybe Lingard's in the plans for those. It just never seemed like he was the same player, though, right? For whatever reason, certain players play different for certain clubs, Mm -hmm. and it's completely unexplicable. It just seemed like when he played for West Ham, he was really good. And when he plays for United, he's... Okay.
1: Yeah. Well, let's let's get off of someone who is not fantasy relevant. Come back to forward. We've already mentioned Gabriel Jesus. His second overall. This is his second week in a row in the dream team. Should we be buying Jesus right now?
0: All right now. Said he didn't bring anybody in.
2: No. There's a hilarious article in Manchester Evening News uh, about the the end of the pursuit of Ronaldo, and uh, the article writer. Basically says that it would have been another Alexis Sanchez situation, that he is Alexis Sanchez uh, when they were pursuing him and seeing what happened when Alexis Sanchez went to Manchester United. Wishful thinking, maybe from uh, from the Man- from troll, the Man- from the Manchester City did, side of the city. But did, uh,
0: did Ronaldo troll the blue side of Manchester? Did, no. Did, did, was was think, there ever any doubt that he wasn't going to United?
1: No, I I think that I think. I think City, and I'm reading into the articles that I've seen, I think City chose Harry Kane later instead of Cristiano Ronaldo now. And I think that's smart. Kane has made it very clear he's staying with Spurs for the summer. And so that does not mean City are not interested. Aston Villa gave everyone the blueprint on how to spend money when you bring in massive amounts for a star. Right, Aston Villa made three large signings before they sold Grealish. That way, nobody could jack up the price and create a Grealish tax on any of the signings that they were going to make. Now, everyone knew that Grealish was going to go out, but Villa did the business early and spent the pre, pre-spent the money that they then brought in from Manchester City's purchase of Grealish. And I think Spurs want to do the same thing. I think they wanted a do-over. They couldn't, it was too late to do it in the summer. Anyone that they went out to try to get with the Kane money that they might get from Manchester City, everyone would know you're sitting on 150 million. Add on 10 more and then you'll have your guy. Like that happens, right? Uh. And so I think Spurs, even though it's crystal clear to me that this is what's happening and therefore it should be to anyone who's doing the transfer business, I think Spurs are going to probably try to do some early signings in the winter and then sell Harry Kane at the end of January. And if that's the case, then City chose that over Cristiano Ronaldo now. And I think that's probably smart.
0: No, that's true. I would rather have, uh, you know, I, here's the thing, though. Kane's, what, 28? He, yes. He's not a spring chicken. No, not right? at all. He's not 36. But, yeah, but look, there's a few guys in this world that can continue to play late, and Cristiano Ronaldo's a free show. He is going to be okay? the
1: most overrated signing of the summer and maybe multiple summers. Mark it down. Mark Uh, it down. Here's what's going to happen. I'm going to make a prediction. Sure to inflame controversy. You ready? I am ready
0: to make a Ronaldo bet right now.
1: So let's go. I mean, you're the guy who says England, the style is just different. For sure. It's just different. It's tougher. Yeah. And we've seen the hard fouls that aren't fouls this season already. Right? So do you think that they're going to LeBron James games with Cristiano Ronaldo? Don't you
0: know where he played last year? In the year before, and the year before, and the year before. Yeah, in the Italian League. They whip <laughs> down there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what is he talking about?
0: The Italian League getting the Cupcake League, yeah. they play defense yeah, it's in, not, it's in Italia. It's not La Liga. It's not. So, you well, say what you want, Scott. All this dude does anywhere he's ever gone, and he used to play in England, so he knows what to expect. All he does is crush. He's the most clutch athlete on the soccer pitch that I've ever seen in my life. He's the most legendary. Him and Messi will sit on the pedestal of the, the best players of all time. Uh, you go ahead and doubt him. Uh, he still looks like this, he's in better shape than he was when he was in his 20s. And, dude, all, all he does is produce. So you doubt him. I will not.
2: What's your prediction? And then let's get back to Jesus.
1: I think he gets knocked around a little bit, cries, doesn't get the calls that he's hoping for. Phantom injury, see uh he'll go somewhere maybe to La Liga, uh, in, in no more than a year. That's my short version.
0: So he has no impact.
1: I think he has very minimal impact. How many goals? I would is make he a score? I would make a bet with you on his non penalty goals, because I don't think he'll score hardly any. Okay. Single digits, non-penalty goals. so he
0: scores more than six non-penalty goals?
1: I said single digits. So So you have up to nine. Yeah, he doesn't score more than nine non-penalty goals. The
0: seven. You don't think he'll score more than seven? (laughs) (laughs) He's not listening to me tonight. It's a good negotiation. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Let's go eight. Eight? Eight. I have, if Cristiano scores nine non-penalty goals, I win the bet.
1: Yeah. Hmm.
0: This is interesting because I tell you, I saw someone recently produced a stat sheet of, of goals scored non-penalty by players in the league from all the top guys, even last year. Mm-hmm. I think even your sainted Mosala had like twelve non-penalty goals. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: but you just crowned him
0: better than sure. in his twenties. No, I said he's in better shape. Fair enough. You're right.
1: You're right. I misspoke.
0: Um, but and I'm not denying that he is
1: one of the best players in the world. Not denying not taking that away from him at all. What is he gonna do this year at thirty six for Manchester United is the question, of course.
2: I think this is first of is, all he's in
1: I think this is the year he scores his first goal with that Adams
2: apple.
0: He might. <laughs> he might completely.
2: I think I think for sure. You know how good I don't looking know how you, you can go be. I don't know how you can go thirty years of playing Football and not do that. Do you know how
0: good you have to be to be able to be that good looking and have that giant of an Adam's apple? Yeah, I know. Like that's stupid.
2: What were you gonna say? You think he's gonna do?
0: I uh, believe did Cavani put fear in center backs last year? Did Martial? No, no. Cristiano Ronaldo is. Did he's one of the craziest of all time, and he has had no. I don't think he's hardly shown anything in slowing down. Look, I think he will score. Let's put the number at seven single-digit goals. I'll take eight. <laughs> you have seven and under
1: non-penalty goals.
0: Non-pe- seven and under non-penalty goals. Eight. Let's and meet more. In the middle.
1: Okay, because it was nine more. or more. So now you want eight or more?
0: Give me eight. I'll have to. I, he's got to get to eight or more non-penalty goals this season. This season.
1: That
2: should be a that should be a walk in the park for the greatest or greatest player. One. I feel like of it should time. be.
0: Granted, you know, injuries can always happen, but heck, we'd never make any bets if we always were worried about injuries. So, yeah,
1: um, I think it's more likely that crying tantrums come I, in at I don't eight think or that, more. I
0: don't, you are, you, <laughs> are, you, have, goals. <laughs> you have misread this, Scott, uh, significantly. I, you, I don't know. I feel like like you misread Obama Yang when he came in, you played him wrong. <laughs> I, I really haven't. No, you played him up as a prima donna and all this stuff, and and he's not now.
1: Interesting that you're choosing I, to defend Abomyang now.
0: I think you are completely misreading uh, Ronaldo. Okay. In uh, in his production, Scott, how many goals do you think he scored last
1: year? I would. Mu- I don't care about his goals. How many year.
0: how many Serie A goals did he score last year?
1: What is the Serie A ratio? I don't know. Ratio? I was going to say twenty
0: nine. What did he score the year the year before that? Thirty one. Before that, 21. Mm-hmm. Before we should that, have now a- we're back in La Liga. We should have it. A- 26, 25, 35, 48, 31, 34, 46, 40, 26. I mean, I guess we could go through and somewhere someone keeps up with penalty goals and add that in there because that's a factor. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I'll take I'll, – listen, I know uh, there's a few things that I completely admire in Italy, and it's uh, the defense. So, yeah, I will – I'll take Cristiano Ronaldo.
1: I do know this. No matter who wins this bet, I will not have Cristiano Ronaldo in my lineup. I've talked in the past on this podcast about my principles when it comes to FPL. Yeah. I, and I put this on the Slack Workspace earlier today. I would much rather lose without Cristiano Ronaldo than win with him. That's foolish. His now.
2: That jumping goal celebration is going to get tiresome, I have a feeling. Because he's going to score a lot. I hope not.
1: <laughs> I hope not, too. All right, let's bring this back. Hey, Maybe, hey, I, hey, know, hey. They,
2: this all happened because
1: of Gabriel Jesus. It did. And right.
0: we're
1: going to come back to Cristiano Ronaldo still and talk about what his signing means for other assets on Manchester United when we get to the summer transfer window. But I get it. It's it's a big deal. It's a very, very big deal. Even I can admit that. So it's, it's fine that we've gone there. But, yes, Brian, Jesus, dream team, second week in a row. What do we make of this? The normal caveats of of
2: Pep Roulette, but this was, what, the first time, what did they say, first time in 40-some matches that he named an unchanged side? Correct. And then the stat, of course, the last time he did that, they scored eight goals or something like that against Stoke. They duplicated. Whatever, whatever, the, whatever the whatever the stat was. They duplicated they
1: five goals again here in this match.
2: Right, so they did a lot. And a clean sheet. I, I, I Dave, you can speak to it from the Arsenal perspective, but, I mean, Xhaka's red didn't help. No, didn't help that. Um, no. But I mean, like you it. said, I mean, like you said over the weekend, this is you know you weren't expecting a win here, no matter no. what, Xhaka Look, or no Xhaka. It's, we can get it's, to... gonna, it's not gonna it's not gonna be good in the outcome here for them. But I, no, I I to just for the Jesus point, like he's like this is three weeks in a row now where he's looked really good. It, it it's the Farron Torres question too of like, I mean, I wrote about it for Farron Torres, Farron Torres is in my team right now. So as he I, should be, but I, and I, and the only thing you can hope is that he's out there again. The next time the lineup, because last out. time
0: you owned Marez. So I
2: started the season. Yeah. I started with Mares, got rid of Mares immediately. Now I'm going to f- further torture with Farron Torres. I feel like that's a little bit different though. I feel like the situation is a little bit different. I'm talking myself into thinking it's different. But <laughs> Jesus, I think that I think it's the effectiveness of it that, so far, I mean, only Raul Jimenez has created more chances out of all forwards in the first three weeks. And Jesus. I mean then J yeah, Jesus has eight and Jimenez mm. has ten. So that's a Harry Kane less primarily first three games. So Kane might have outdone that if you know he had been playing at full speed for three weeks. But, all right. but either Let's, way, this is I mean, this is a Jesus who's loving it out there. For sure. I agree with you i I'm, I'm really torn. Than what we've seen for, se- my, for seasons. my
0: first Premier League lineup had Jesus in it, in fact, I was mocked a little bit by people in this room, yeah what were you doing, idiot so much so that I did go away from him, but I was scared of Pep roulette, and maybe I shouldn't have been the the twenty minutes in week one scared me, and then he went ninety and sixty the next two weeks and look here's the other thing too his explosions, and this is what gives me a tiny bit of hesitancy is. Uh, against five against Norwich and five against these are city goals against Arsenal, mm-hmm. and a, a ten man Arsenal, a Arsenal got spanked. Uh, they got spanked, and it, look, it is what it is. They were never going to win that game, but they got spanked, and so.
1: Are you disappointed in how they lost that game,
0: as an um, Arsenal fan? So it's interesting. I I said, I think if you get too deep into how they lost the game it can get into a little bit of overanalyzing.
1: Uh, did you did you notice how your defense wilted after that first bad goal?
0: Um, Yeah. I mean, but it was – okay, we're talking about a defense that consisted of Callum Chambers, who's been a perennial sub, has never nailed down a starting position in his entire eight- to nine-year Arsenal career. So mm-hmm. he's always a guy who's content to being on the bench – Kolasinets who they tried to sell they couldn't give away. Right. They're, they they I
1: was shocked to see him out there. I don't care how depleted the right. defense is.
0: And then Cedric Suarez who yep. is a he's a gap fill in yep. for uh for Europa matches last year. Yeah. Right? So and they don't have those <laughs> this year. Right. So you got three defenders out there which And and look not to mention Rob Holding, who I am not gonna gonna be be the guy who says it's not last man up. I'm not gonna make excuses because I said this before. Yep. They had a lot of injuries. So is that the so in other words, I I just think when you look at it, I would look at it as people want to look at it as just arsenal and not the defensive injuries and who they had out there at the moment.
1: I think I'd just be concerned about the way the defense wilted
0: and then But these are guys
1: who Another granite Jaka boneheaded move for sure.
0: And look, we need to move on. I will say this: uh, completely stupid tackle looked horrible on the replay. Though I, it was tough to see that that there was any contact.
1: Two footed like that though is gonna, Understood. Is gonna get a understood. Red every time. I
0: understand it's the optics. I just don't know if there was contact. And it, and the red came really quick, especially when he was reaching for his yellow. Conversations seemed to make him turn to his red. So I I'm just saying. If there's contact, it's a red. If there's not, and it's a hell of an act job, we need to reconsider what's going on. Either way, it was a boneheaded challenge. I'll give you that. I'm I'm not defending this guy. I've never really truly defended this guy. So Moving on, Gabriel Jesus, I just would be careful. 11 and 12 against Norwich and then a a boneheaded Arsenal. I would be, look, I like it. I am concerned about Pep Roulette. But here's the other thing. Who else are they going to play? Yeah. Who else are they going to play
1: up top? I mean, Sterling hasn't played a ton. You'd expect he'll get his chances up front.
0: I think Jesus. Yeah. And and here's the other thing, too. When when Sergio Aguero, which he's a legend, but when he was healthy, he almost never was susceptible to Pep Roulette. He was almost always in the starting lineup when he was healthy. We never worried about Sergio. Maybe Gabriel gets there. Mm. I don't know. Maybe not. I doubt it because yeah. he's had chances before and he's never grabbed it. But he's done everything he can
1: do
2: up to, to make this the point. Yes, yeah. the the pro. I mean, that's the issue: is Phil Foden's not back yet. So Foden is back presumably after the break. We haven't seen De Bruyne yet, and yeah. De Bruyne is going to fit in here guys somehow. But both play different positions, right? But I'm saying like they have that. But it's not that different with with you know the right side of the pitch where Sterling can play left or right and. Bernardo Silva is there, and Mares mostly plays only there. And so I just think there's so many guys that are like, they do have, I mean, that's been the, that's kind of is the talk of them is like who can fit in what spots. And they have so many yeah. players that can fill those roles. The one thing they don't really have is the number nine. And right. they need someone who can finish. And that's where I'm way less concerned, especially after the first three games with Ferran Torres. right? Especially after his minutes, his minutes, uh, the minutes of it is are the really encouraging part. So, all that to say, I still think I mean Jesus, is, it's just is it going to be that he, you know, that he I don't know, is it going to be that he stays in there, that he really does like he's earned it and he and he just crushes it.
1: I'm not if I'm wild carding and I might, I haven't decided yet, but if I'm wild carding, I'm not I'm not bringing him in. I'm not going to do it. I'd much rather go up high to Romelu Lukaku or a little bit lower to some of the great options between seven and eight.
0: Or Ronaldo, yeah. I agree with you.
1: There you go. Uh, Jamie Vardy. Are we wrong on Vardy? Should we have him in our lineups too? Mm. No. Well, I was going to –
2: in a segment – He got
0: 12 against Norwich. In a segment
2: we like to call uh, (laughs) – are you guys worried about Leicester
0: a little bit? Yes. I've been waiting Um, for Leicester to not be overachieving Leicester for a long time. Uh, they're, well, they're still an- overachieving.
1: They have been very unconvincing, and yet there they yeah, are near the top of the I, table.
0: I, Brian and I were talking pre pod before you got here. They go out and make a signing today. I love it. Lookman, at Adamola,
1: Adamola, Lookman, Adamola, Adamola. 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 Yeah, that, Adamola. Guy, that guy seems Lookman. to be loaned out every year somewhere new. Yeah, but he
0: was he was playable in fantasy for Fulham. He made Fulham somewhat dangerous.
1: Yeah, well, last I, year, no,
0: no doubt. You're right. It is a
1: good signing. It's it's, this year it's Lester, and he'll probably make some kind of impact, at least for a, a spell, at least a spell, yeah. for sure. So, And you never know. I mean, that could end up being you know, one of those fits like we've talked about where Lookman. I mean, he did, maybe that's the missing piece. Who knows? Moving into the midfield, there were four midfielders who made the dream team. We've already talked about Ferran Torres. I would bring in Ferran Torres on a wild card. For sure. No question about that.
0: Way too – 7-0 is an amazing price, even if he doesn't play every week. He's probably 7 1 now. I'm almost positive uh, he is. This is 7 1. So, I, yeah. Ferran Torres, I, he is not in my team. I would love to have him in my team. I'm trying to be conservative with some of my uh, sells and moves. This week, S- Samikas it went out, and I brought in the vaunted and always uh, awesome uh, Mr. Duffy. Into my squad. <laughs> so All right. that was my transfer this week. But I really want Torres. I'd love to have Torres in my squad.
1: For sure. Sun made the Dream Team as well.
2: Luckily. Luckily you, why, Brian. Don't, why don't you two
0: tell me, you Sun haters, why you don't own Sun?
2: I <sighs> do own Sun. I captained him.
0: As you should.
2: I, that is, it is the luckiest uh, Dream Team inclusion uh, for of, sure. Uh and, and might be LC of the season yeah. and it's gonna be a tough one to it's Your gonna be a tough one to be to beat. Yeah.
1: Ends up going into the goal. This it, is the second week in a row where Spurs no, got. Lucky. It was a
0: it was a well placed shot.
1: Yeah, there you go. Shot pass. Yes. Yeah. Uh this is the second week in a row that Spurs had a lucky one 0 win. And let's not let's not forget that. And I think regression to the mean, which is a phrase that longtime pod listeners have heard me use before, I think Spurs are way above where they're gonna end up right now. I
0: don't think they've even come close to hitting their ceiling. Harris hadn't even showed up yet, Scott. What the hell are you talking about, dude? Nuno is a hell of a manager. I, if I'm Spurs 3 0, I'm loving this. I'm starting to get some production out of Delhi, and we, we start off 3 uh, 0, three wins on the spin to start the season, and Harris hadn't showed up. Dude, we're going to be on freaking fire.
1: Who's we? You're an Arsenal
0: fan. Yeah. I'm saying if I'm Spurs, you're I'm on, on Nuno's side. He's on the. I, he's I'm on a Nuno. I'm a Nuno Nuno's. guy.
2: He's on the Nuno train.
0: I'm a Nuno um, guy.
2: It feels so bad. I <laughs> I hate watching it. Uh, it's it feels the same way that it did when Mourinho was there. And Are you waiting
0: for the curtain to crash or the? It's not the roof and, to
2: just cave in. And it's weird because they're getting those. It's it's basically like so they lucked out against City. They they really did luck out against uh wolves. against wolves and then they win in a like the best possible matchup watford had played them tough the last time they were in the league too so watford i mean it's not surprising that watford played them well it's just that you don't want to win 1-0 at home against a newly promoted side accidentally I, scoring acc- yeah scoring on a scoring on a ball you know what, that the, I mean, it's just Wait, it's just one of those challenge
0: things. for titles. You have to win ugly sometimes.
1: Oh
2: wow! Oh
0: no! He's already I,
1: taken Nuno to challenging for a title.
0: Uh, what you don't think Spurs will be challenging for a top four spot, which inherently means somewhat challenging for a title?
1: I absolutely do not think Spurs will be top four.
0: If Harris stays there all year, they they, they will be fighting for that spot. For you know sure. what's
1: interesting is if Harry Kane does get sold to City in in uh, January, he'll be there just in time to win all the trophies he wants. Maybe. I actually wondered to myself. I I think the red side
0: of Manchester is going to have something to say about City.
1: I have no knowledge of this at all. But if I'm Daniel Levy, one of my selling points for waiting until January is, don't worry, Harry, no trophies are given out before January anyway. If you want to go to City and get trophies, you can get them all starting in January and beyond. Right? Let's move on to Connor Gallagher of Crystal Palace. He scores yeah, two, man, 15 fantasy points. Is this a, a one-hit wonder? Is he the uh, SR-71 of uh, FPL, or should we be rushing to bring him in as a discount mid?
2: No, you're not rushing out to get him, but he, that what he did is what the— I mean, that's the best that you would hope for him. It was a fantastic turn in the box so, to score his second for sure. goal. sure.
0: And Ron, he, he's what
2: you – it's what you hoped. I mean, the the best that we saw of him before uh,
0: wasn't, from, from last – Wasn't or, that. We've never seen that. No but, he had, no, but he had
2: moments. That's what I'm saying. I think he had moments where, you know, where I just think this
0: is – it's not – I don't think it's crazy that he could – that he would do that All more. Right. Here's my take. My guess is 15 might be as high for the season. But, Scott, uh, we were – I was with Brian. We were watching the West Ham game. And as I had Antonio, so I cared about it as my captain. So, of course, I'm watching the uh, West Ham game. Mm -hmm. Connor Gallagher was doing things Aaron Ramsey, young Aaron Ramsey style, completely catching my eye. This is also a kid who has been falling up, sort of, Mm
3: -hmm.
0: getting loaned out to other teams with Chelsea and other things. But when he gets his chance, he has been producing. I would keep my eye on him for sure. I don't. I do not think this is his last double-digit game. He might not hit fifteen. Fifteen hmm. is a high score. All right. Most guys don't hit fifteen all year. Okay, but I'm look. He had two goals, three bonus points. Man, I'm telling you, I it Patrick won't surprise Vieira, me.
1: He, Patrick Vieira has promised a more attacking style. Maybe that benefits a guy. And like that's Gallagher. the other thing.
0: What he played for a defensive West Brom. Mm-hmm. I think that there might be something to this.
1: The fourth midfielder in the Dream Team is Buendia, who we talked about preseason, one of the bigger signings of the summer. Red An- triangle. Another another great goal. I want to know
0: why he's red triangle, though.
1: Is it because he's Argentinian and going uh, to South America for World Cup he qualifiers? He
0: Argentinian, day? and he has given the middle finger to the Premier League saying that he should not leave.
1: He's not the only one. We'll get to uh, his, Emil- his other Emiliano.
0: Argentinian's... Owners beware at the moment. They have decided to give the middle finger to the Premier League.
1: Yeah, it's very interesting. All right. So, obviously, in the immediate term. Buendia,
0: no surprise.
1: Avoid Buendia, though.
0: Right? No surprise. You're right. Let's be honest. It is a bloodbath for Villa. For the underachieving, I think, underachieving Villa in the first three matches, Yeah, it's a bloodbath coming back.
2: Yeah, there's a lot. I mean, they're going to have. That's a problem. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know what else to say. <laughs> not only, I mean, not only is it a bloodbath because of players are not going to have, but, I mean, this is a rough run of matches. Yeah, like, at Chelsea, sure. Everton, at United, at Spurs. So three of the next four away. You come back after the break to play Chelsea. Why? Why would you want to do that?
3: Well, and well, with you, a couple of
2: your guys unavailable. Right. You, they have to the, play your, Chelsea because the schedule I makers made I understand
1: that, them. but it's, like, it's, just, it's not good. No. You know what else is not good? I'm just going to say this again, even though I've said it before. It fits here because of these Argentinians we're talking about. What's not good is squeezing in three international matches for these players into an Two international break. Should be the max. Two should always be the max, and figure it out from there. I don't care. Do more in the summer. Whatever doesn't matter. Three in this time frame Insanity. is ridiculous. Insanity. They're get they're playing them. They're playing. They're not robots, clubs. Scott they're not. They're playing for their clubs and then they have two or three days and they're playing for their country. 2 days country, 2 days country, 3 days club.
0: Are you kidding me right now? And 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 here's the thing that a lot of people overlook is when a lot of these guys go and they play for their countries, they play they're playing for they're playing other countries, obviously, duh. But yet the talent, the talent is oftentimes less if you're playing a, it's not like if you go play in the World Cup and or another, you know, the Euros. You're playing against the top countries right. with top players, but Argentina, Argentina, <laughs> are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> that reminds
2: me of a hilarious joke.
0: Argentina. Yes, could go play Ecuador. I don't know how many Premier League players are on the current Ecuador roster. I'm sure that they ha- Ecuador has a good roster. I'm not, not trying. Lot. I'm not trying Colombia. to dump. I'm not trying to dump on Ecuador, but you see my point. Yep, yep. Someone comes in with a hard tackle because they want to prove a point. Yep. They're playing, you know, in a, you know. We I, talked about Mikhail Antonio.
1: He's going to go play for Jamaica for the first time. If Jamaica's playing Turks and Caicos. Uh, they're not. We're beyond who that. They playing? I think I think he's playing Panama. I could be wrong on that, though.
0: But it, dodgy Concacaf pitches. Let's just be clear. Well put.
2: Yeah, dodgy. Extreme, if
0: we know one thing, it's dodgy <laughs> hole. Conca calf,
2: <laughs> dodgy Conca calf pitches is an outstanding name <laughs> of something.
0: <laughs> You're spot on, Scott, and and these guys who are used to playing on Premier League carpets could get hurt.
1: That's right. All right, I just had to insert that in there because the international break is coming. There are three defenders in the dream team.
0: I'm gonna name
1: them all together. I'm not sure any of them are fantasy relevant. You guys can tell me if you disagree. Uh, Veron of United, Coleman, Seamus Coleman at Everton. Ryan, I didn't even think about it until now. We should have prepared know. a Seamus Oh, my
2: goodness. Seamus. You know, the thing that's really nice about Seamus right now is that, one, uh, the talk has been for Everton of finding someone to finally play that spot for real. <laughs> and they keep not doing it. And so it's Seamus' spot. He's 50 and he's played 90 minutes in all 30 matches. And so he will far. keep playing is, there until he can't. That is camp. so good. Yep. I love it so much and I hope he keeps staying there. Uh the question for everybody is whether or not you're do you have the guts to make him your chosen Everton defender. Yep. And I I'm not sure that um you should.
1: <laughs> I'm not sure that anyone can actually do that. So He won't score 10 most weeks, that's for sure. Regulon of Spurs uh is the third defender there.
0: Dude, but, I love United defense, and I love Spurs defense. I don't have a Spurs defender. Y'all can mock, say it's luck, or whatever. I think there's significant value in Spurs defense, and none of them are really that expensive either. And I think if you look at how Nuno managed Wolves, how many Wolves defenders were always worth owning, uh, Reguilon, if he is the guy, absolutely at a five-one is worth owning 100%.
1: Tanganga is a guy that I've seen in more and more squads as I've looked around FPL. Spurs made a signing today, though, that Mm -hmm. probably challenges Tanganga's playing time. Maybe not immediately, but certainly over the course of the season uh, from Barcelona, Emerson Royal.
2: Yeah, Emerson Royal, who hilariously is named for a character. Royal is the the people they were making a big deal of that. It's not his actual name. It's just a nickname because they said that he looked like a character that was on a a jelly that's named Royal or something like that. (laughs) Okay. So I'm not joking. Look it up.
3: Um,
2: I would imagine he comes in unless something weird happens. But I think there is some question just because... He's had chances to do more. I think that's a, uh, the way I think Football London put it: was uh, a lot of promise but no end product mm. in his opportunities so or, uh, so far. Yeah. So the question is: is that like there's optimism? But I mean, there is optimism when they signed Serge Aurier, who's who, out. Who you know who who had a mutually. Terminated yep. the contract yep. and Doherty, it can't is there and you think that's great. Nuno's there, He played for Nuno and Darty's nowhere, nowhere man. near the pitch. So Tanganga is, you know, you'd like to think that this is the guy who has... is
0: a center back. I was going
2: to say that there's a guy that has the pedigree
1: should be the guy
0: but that comes Dyer in to take this Sanchez spot. Dyer and Sanchez
1: have locked that down.
2: Yeah, yeah well,
0: you
1: know, and, no, Chris, and Christian Romero is going
0: to. Yeah, their
2: we, biggest she, should, Dyer
1: and Sanchez have been
2: great. They've been together excellent. Dyer. So yeah, Dyer's Dyer been, and Dyer's been way, moving yeah.
0: out. One of them's moving out for Christian Romero. Unless unless which let's be honest, Nuno played this he played a three four three with Wolves at times. True. So that's true. If he if if it's a three of them in the back, Dyer, Sanchez, and Romero, Sanchez is a fast dude. Put Dyer in the middle and, and Romero on the other side or right. That's versa. interesting,
1: because Regulon
0: then Regulon moves to a wing back, and, and he he's could handle good that. Yes, you could he, handle that, yeah, absolutely. And
1: then if you have Deli, Son, and Kane up front as your front three, that could work. Yeah, that could work. Yeah,
0: for sure. I, I'm look, just,
2: I'm dis- I still don't think Spurs are top four. I'm disappointed they didn't get any of the signings that, like, I was really hoping for an Adama Traore signing. That And then Ruben Neves was another one that, that, that came in really late here in the last couple of days that I really hoped
1: that one would go through too, and uh, it just didn't.
0: Yeah, it it have been a lot of fun.
1: We round out the dream team. Wasn't a great week for goalkeepers. David De Gea ends up being the highest scoring goalkeeper.
0: Just wonder how much longer it's going to be till Henderson's back in that starting lineup.
1: Bro. Yeah, fully agree. All right, I'm going to move on to the all disappointment team so far, taking the first three game weeks all into account. Our final look back on this first segment of the season. Do you guys want me to go back to front or do you want me to go front to back? Because I've got a full 15 man squad here. Um let's go, let's go. Let's go boring to exciting. Let's go back to front. Back to front it is. We'll start a goalkeeper. I have as the starting goalkeeper in my all-disappointment team, Emiliano Martinez.
2: Yeah, that's. I'd say that's pretty fair. But that's disappointing for... I mean, it's.
1: It's. I don't know that's necessarily his. all his fault. I hear that. It's, it's very true. Villa are figuring it out. They haven't been terrible. I think they have five points on the season. Maybe four. Yeah, but they look
0: uninspired to me. Yeah, Last it's, year, they, they seemed up for a fight. Yeah, I agree. And this year, they seemed sort of feckless.
1: Yeah, there, there's a little bit of there's a little bit there. And then, obviously, the fact that Martinez is going to be out for game week four, I think that alone might single-handedly force me into using my wild card. So he just he just belonged on the all-disappointment team for me. My backup goalkeeper is, is here just because of his price and the little that he's produced. There haven't been too many disappointing premium goalkeepers. So I put as my backup keeper... Nick Pope for his lack of points so far this season.
0: Burnley's been been bad. You, you know what I was thinking. Scott, has got real quick, Brian, and I know you're gonna go on Pope here. Yeah, oh if yeah, you would going have on Pope. Done the goalkeeper strategy, which we often have suggested.
1: I do have. I do have Jed Steer as my backup goalkeeper. Oh,
0: you do. I thought. I, do. I Thought you just said Pope was your backup.
1: No. Oh, for the all disappointment team.
0: Got you. Okay. Physical. Crystal In my clear. actual
1: FPL lineup, Got it is it. Martinez. Someone and else
0: might have misunderstood like me. Hey, that's all. Although good. I, I, doubt our listeners are as dumb as me. So, <laughs> you know, Brian, what were you gonna say about Nick Poe?
2: Just said like, I feel like the Burnley. I feel like the Burnley analysis is is Harsh? about what I expected. Oh, okay. No, I'm just. I'm
1: not. I feel like they, like, who's the guy that they signed? They brought in a guy. Connor Roberts from Swansea. I only know that because I looked at it and memorized it in case you would ask that question. Just a dude. It's it's classic Burnley signing. It's the
2: exact face of a Burnley player that you have (laughs) totally expected to see as soon as you saw that Burnley signed someone. Yep. So they're not doing anything. Chris Wood keeps being good Mm -hmm. because he's a good player. Ashley Barnes keeps crying. Right. Dwight McNeil is a good player Dwight McNeil is a very good player and so I you look at I just feel like you see you see what it is you see the way those guys are and it's just like one one like even this week it says way more about Leeds only scoring one against Burnley than it does Burnley you know managing to you know to to keep a draw or to keep it to a draw here. But they blew the lead late, like it's an, it's yet another mm-hmm. lead. We, you know, this is where Burnley probably keeps that clean sheet right. again. Two, years, two ago. years ago, yeah. But it's not like that anymore. Yeah. So, yeah, I just I feel like it's Nick Pope is going to make probably a lot more saves than he's ever had to make in his life.
1: Well, hopefully, if there are any Pope owners still out there, they're hoping for that because right now he's not producing much. Moving to the defense. The most disappointing of the five I have here, I have to believe, is Lucadinha of Everton.
0: So, Scott, I'm a Lucadinha owner. Been horribly disappointed. I finally got a clean sheet. Okay, the, the first game against Leicester, they allowed one, or against Southampton, they allowed one goal against Leeds, then they they allowed two goals. Away at Brighton, they, they kept a clean sheet. Mm-hmm. And I was on the verge of letting him go. I dropped a point, a tenth with him. I don't do that much. Mm -mm. I feel like I'm going to get this back. I'm looking at the fixtures upcoming, home to Burnley, at Villa, home Norwich. That's their next three matches. If they clean sheeted all three of those, that will surprise no one. I'm keeping Dina for the next three weeks, and I get it.
3: Hmm.
0: He has been disappointing up to this point. And it's and someone who's an owner and about to sell, because it's a lot of money there sitting at 5-5, five, five, now 5-4. Five, but I'm looking at those next three matchups, and I'm like, they just got a clean sheet. Rafa's figuring things out. Home Burnley. You know, sure, Chris Wood could always score a header. Maybe. Okay, but Burnley doesn't scare me. Villa, nothing's scaring me at Villa at the moment. And then they're home to Norwich. I'm just saying, I don't know. I I, I hear you. I'm going to stick with Dino.
1: Okay, second defender on this list is a guy that you like. I don't think he's in your lineup anymore, though. Vladimir Sufal.
0: I love Sufal. Heart him. I have. I have own a Vladimir Sufal. I love T-shirt.
1: Okay, thank you, Yoda. <laughs> wow. I was gonna say <laughs> it's
3: the Yoda ish thing. In the history what the of hell this is going uh, on.
1: You know, I wish we had a t shirt store. Uh, that would definitely be in it now.
0: <laughs> we, did. we are. It's actually really easy to start. And I am going to, I keep oh, talking man. this up. Yeah. I swear on my life. All right. Uh, League uh, All Star listener Ryan, I swear on my life. I'm going to start creating some We t-shirts. need a points or
1: points. We need a uh, this is not a blank podcast. 100%. Yeah, they're they're there waiting to be done. All right, so after Sioux Falls, I have Kyle Walker, mostly for his overall points being as low as they are.
0: Is it starts with him? Is it I, Pep Roulette, or is it just the fact that, like, they've had a few goals? Yeah, I mean, Norwich didn't I, score him, neither did Arsenal, only only Spurs. They've let in one goal, right?
3: Yeah,
2: they let in one goal, but I don't know if that's just bad mojo, Pep against Spurs or what, but yeah, that's...
0: And Walker didn't even play against Spurs.
2: Didn't play against Spurs, left early, you know, left early, I think it has against Arsenal. That's correct, so
0: he doesn't have a full minute collection. (laughs) I don't even know what the hell to call it. Uh,
1: he hasn't played a full 90.
0: Hasn't played, he's played one against Norwich, and he got six points for it. So. yeah. But I hear you. I hear you. Walker yeah. owners, he was pretty good last year.
1: Mm-hmm. And you would expect, if he's your token city defender, I mean, mine is Diaz, and I've felt pretty good about that. Uh, but if if yours has been Walker, you haven't been happy. Number four. Uh, wait,
2: can we go back to Vladimir Sufal for a second? Sure. It's just that Sufal doesn't get anything this week, uh, but did last week. Just a, a a reassuring stat for Vladimir Sufal as defenders go uh, sixteen penalty area entries, so entering like taking the ball ta- entering the ball into the penalty area sixteen times this week, which was the most of any player uh in the Premier League he has twenty eight penalty area entries for the season, which only Trent Alexander Arnold has more among defenders hmm. so Soufal is, is doing what you want him to do. You want him getting the ball into the, into the box as much as he possibly can. He's doing that. He's doing that second most in the Premier League among all defenders. My, Will I, it my translate guess is, Scott, to real points?
0: My guess is this. We could go back and look at the film. <laughs> my guess is Sufal is giving the hockey assist To Ben Rama, Fornals, and others. But when is the the
1: expectation, the expected output, going to manifest in real life? Is it?
0: It's going to depend on if West Ham can sneak out some clean sheets. Now, here's the deal. They signed a defensive midfielder, and they signed a center back, two center backs. So their defense might be tightening up. Kurt Zuma is probably immediately taking uh, Dawson's position. So it's going to be the Ogbonna... Kurt Zuma Show for a little while, and then they also signed Crawl, which I don't I doubt he'll move right in, but he's a, a highly rated uh, defensive midfielder, so I just think their defense might be tightening up a little bit. West Ham might be fun. you remember a few years ago when Liverpool before Van Dyke got there, they're the funnest team to watch every week because it was like four to three mm-hmm. or three to two, five to four every week, right? Sure. and West Ham might be that team this this year. Okay. They, Brian, I, I agree. I love Jared Bowen, Fornals, um, yeah, all, Ben Rama, all the stuff that they got. I love Sufal, Socek. all the stuff that they got going. I love so many of uh, West Ham players. Like West Ham is so much fun to watch. I just hope, yeah, knows I would love
2: Nals. to give you Fornals. I mean, Fornals, I'm sure will end up in the article this week, just because so far, I mean, he's he's the most creative. The most attacking, like he's in the box more than Ben Rama is so far this season.
0: He's Fornal's points is five eight seven. He's just getting horribly outshadowed by Ben Rama. Fornal's Fornal's two goals
2: and an assist in his first three matches. And he's been he's been unbelievable to start the season. But but yes, he's yes absolutely. The the Ben 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 Rama Rama hype went went crazy in week one. Ben Rama
0: is is twenty six points, and Fornal's is is right behind him at twenty.
2: Yeah, I am not advocating at all that you're, that you ignore Ben Rama in favor of four nulls. So it's just, there's, this is, a, there's so much to love here is the, I think the, the point
1: Rounding out the defense in my all disappointment team. I'm following the goalkeepers with my last two, last two defenders. We mentioned Emiliano Martinez. I have Matt target on my defender line when you're top five last year and you can't yep. hardly crack the starting lineup this year. That's, that's disappointing. And then Nick Pope is followed by Charlie Taylor. Charlie Taylor, you could insert Matt Lote in there if you want to, but Charlie Taylor has given you virtually nothing so far this season.
0: Agree. Both of those have been disappointing. Both of those guys at one point were in my preseason fantasy lineups. I didn't start with any of them, but I was lucky not to because I wanted to.
1: All right, moving on to midfield. I've started the all-disappointment midfield with Jaden Sancho. You are such a hater. I'm not a hater. It's about output. It's about what you're getting at that price
2: right now. Of course. He hasn't done done anything. He's
1: he's, that's the point. He hasn't done anything. That's why he's he's a disappointment. I'm not saying he will stay a disappointment. I'm saying through the first three game weeks, people brought him in expecting immediate returns and they didn't get them. That's that's
2: hype train. That's nonsense.
1: And yet, it happens.
2: I yeah, I agree. I yeah, for sure, people did not need to be going after him as hard as they did. But man, oh man, it's just that's a that's a tough one.
0: Number. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I I, I just get, let me bring this up. Look, his ownership is a four point six. So we can't say that tons of people went to him. But I'm gonna be honest that the ownership's higher than well, I would have expected. He's it's got it's higher
1: than you expected, and his price has gone down, which means it was higher.
0: One. 1, and 3 is his output. He minutes, finally started. His minutes, 15, 31, and 71. You like the progression. What you don't like is the fact that Mr. Ronaldo showed up and how does that affect everything else? Because now that we... probably pushes Mr. Greenwood out of the starting center position now to a wing where he's not as effective. Who knows? Maybe, maybe Jaden gets his moment. So we'll, we'll see. There, look, United's going to be in a lot of competitions. I said this earlier. He'll get his playing time. He's going to be fine. He's a young buck. He'll be fine.
1: Yes, but do you know what Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is not good at? Squad rotation.
3: Well, he's he's gonna... not good at it. Well, no. He
1: hasn't shown that he... Knows how
0: to do it. Now he's got a contemporary who he played with, literally Ronaldo.
1: <laughs> yeah, and, you think that's healthy? I don't think that's healthy.
0: Uh, when you're already uh, being challenged
1: in the locker room, and now a former no, teammate is no, coming no, no, in. No, no, no,
0: no. You don't challenge. No, he's oh, not, by the way, a former he's teammate. Not challenged in the locker room. A former
1: teammate with an ego. Let's be clear, Cristiano Ronaldo is the greatest. One of- Football player of all time? What do you mean? I'm just <laughs> saying you brought a massive ego into that dressing room, and Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is not great at commanding the a dressing only thing
0: room. Ren- the only problem you're going to have from Ronaldo is if you start doing stupid <laughs> that doesn't win. All that dude wants to do is win. Well, if doing – All he's ever done – he I literally, in, in the, the Euros before this one, Brian, whatever that was, 2016 or whatever it was, 2015, I don't remember. Thank you for helping me. Oh, understand. yeah. When Portugal won the euros, I single-handedly watched Ronaldo will that team wait you single-handedly watched I single single-handedly no watched but me <laughs> uh, you single-handedly, single-handedly
2: watched Ronaldo single-handedly yes will his will team- that
0: team To win a European title that they never (laughs) should have won. Yeah. Uh, Sure.
1: Fact. uh, Portugal won the worst Euros in modern history. No question. Absolutely true.
0: They won the tournament. you are such a freaking hater, dude.
1: Ask around. It was an awful tournament. But Portugal won it. You know what? Trophies are trophies, right? Trophies are trophies. Here's my point. Solskjaer is going to have to rotate, and he has not shown yet that he can do it. It's one of the hardest things for a manager to do, to learn how to do. He's going to have to. He's going to have to. And when he doesn't do it well, then the ego will show up. Mark my words. All right. Shane Sanchez, number one. Number two, Adama Traore. I'm sorry. When you have all of oh. the chances that Adama Traore has had and you don't take any of them, literally none of them, I think he maybe
0: his big chance? Is he in the running for like? Man, for he's Benzeke? wasteful. Yeah, but, you know, yeah. at the same How time, wasteful has I he think been? he has
1: shots out for a throw equal to shots on goal.
3: That's the thing, yeah. That's
0: your
2: favorite. It's the, your favorite shot in the game. That is uh, that is hitting the underside of the crossbar for uh, it's me. Yours okay. for you. Yes. Um, no. It's that. Uh, it's that. He's had a lot of opportunities, but I would say it's that. It's the spaces that he's getting into. So. He's creating chances. Oh,
1: can you tell me how many he, fantasy points I get for spaces? Uh, no,
2: it's not. You're not getting and it's it's not that. You're, it, you're not getting any. It that's, is that's, impressive. That's, when that's he the dribbles point. it
1: thirty-five yards around two guys, it's impressive. And then when the center back takes the ball away from him or he shoots it out for a throw, it's not impressive anymore.
2: No, for sure. And it means nothing anymore. And and look, the baby oil might be impacting that. Um, <laughs> that's that's one of the things that you have to factor uh, into no. this. Um, right. No, I is just, it going to get better well that's, I think that's the, I think that's the the hope is that at some point what's your prediction? My prediction is that they can't possibly keep missing. That at okay. So, that so you at, think it's going to get better? That at some point Raúl Jiménez is going to be able to kick the ball into the net, and he can feed that. And <sighs> and it's uh, this, I'm not convinced. This is a huge. I mean, I feel like this is a FPL. You know, this is kind of the you know FPL universe talking point right now. Is will it will it turn? Wolves have been, I would say, unlucky. Like even here, Mason Greenwood is. This is a lucky goal for Mason Greenwood. Was it a foul? It was a foul on Ruben Neves yeah. in the buildup. Yeah. Oh, yes, definitely. I mean, so, his, his shin pad was right. like he, kicked out of place. He said, I mean, he complained about it. And, there, and he, the reason why he was complaining is that there was a similar play earlier in the game where United, where they kicked the ball out of play for United. United played on here and scores a goal. So, yep. bad form. But this oh, for feels sure. like the ruthless United that United fans love that everyone else mm-hmm. is going to only grow to f- further uh, Hey, who committed them. that
1: foul on Ruben Neves, by the way? That wasn't called. Um, that's a good question. I don't remember. I'm almost certain it was a, a Mr. Paul Pogba. I was guessing. It, I would, my my, inni- my initial guess was going to be Fred. <laughs> that's a great guess. Usually. All right. So you think it's going to get better for Traore? Hopefully. I, it, my heart wants it to get better for the third midfielder in my all disappointment team, Jack Harrison. And I think this ties into what we discussed with disappointing Leeds. Rafinha has scored a goal. Jack Harrison has given you almost nothing.
0: I don't feel like Leeds has scored. Many goals, right? Like it just leads. I think Leeds a little bit. They what they they lost to United 5 1. They drew Everton 2 2. Then they drew Burnley 1 1.
1: They've scored four goals in three matches. There's a lot of clubs that would love to have that. Patty B finally scored a goal in this uh latest yeah. match. And I think if he gets going, maybe it opens things up a little bit for the rest of the, Yeah, Leeds.
2: what you have now is Leeds, Wolves, and Watford with schedules that are opening up into the best schedules of anyone over the next four or five, six weeks, depending on
1: who you're looking at. For sure. But of those so, three clubs you just mentioned, I would only
2: buy Leeds with my wife. Right, card. but I feel like Leeds and Leicester are in similar boats here. I feel like they've had, I think there's a bit more expectation on this free-flowing, wide-open, attacking Leeds team that we saw last year, and it just isn't happening. I mean, they brought in Dan James. I mean, I feel like that might matter
0: here. I like I they're they're trying to you think they,
1: so. Well, I'm
2: just you, w- I'm
0: wondering well, Scott, it might be a, it might be a Lingard move. I'm wondering right? what like, the what Daniel it is. Like they, well,
1: that's
2: that's why I'm saying like you, Scott, I, they wanted him. Bielsa wa- that was the story for him, with him. They wanted him two three years yeah, ago. Three years ago that was the was the issue with them. So sure. I like I I'm curious if it isn't like I, it's not necessarily stale. I mean, who did they lose? I mean they 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 only. What did they do? They moved Stuart Dallas up. Like they didn't lose anybody right. here. Alioski, right? They they took uh, Alioski goes. Now there isn't an instigator on the
1: pitch. Uh,
3: like that's <laughs> Hel- Helder
1: Costa <laughs> sold not uh, not a huge loss. He was relevant for like two weeks early last season. Right. Uh, yeah. No, you're you're not wrong there. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I'm 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 gonna be waiting to see on Daniel be James. Mid
0: table, right around nine. 9, 10, 11 And that's fine for them, finished. right? And that's that's fine. still fine for that's them. That's fine for right now. But I think establish establish a little pedigree and then, you know, figure out a way to, to move above I'll be that.
1: shocked, though, if I bring Daniel James into my lineup at any point this season. Uh,
0: look, he's a 6 0. I'm just saying it is very possible that if he Lingards, he becomes relevant. Well, if
1: anyone Lingards, you're going to bring them in. Jesse Lingard was essential in the second half of last season. until for sure, but a lot of people moved month. on him late. That's true, sure. I did, for sure. And, Brian, I think you did as well, if I recall. I did Yeah, multiple, it was. Multiple, it was I
2: got one. I think I got the last
1: return
3: <laughs> that he had. I
1: honestly, I'm pretty sure it was the very last return of his. The FPL documentary of Brian's Jesse Lingard <laughs> ownership, The Last Return. Idiotic. Uh, after Jack Harrison and Sancho and Traore before him, I have a pair of Leicester midfielders, Harvey Barnes and James Madison. Both of them have seven fantasy points. And I I have in parentheses next to their names, Mark Albrighton, because I know Albrighton scored here in this uh, most recent match against Norwich. But when Mark Albrighton has the same number of overall points as Barnes and Madison through three matches, you're going to put Barnes and Madison on your all-disappointment team.
0: No, it's a good call, Scott. It really is. I'm shocked. But... Going back to kind of what Brian said a few minutes ago, eh, what's going on, Lester? They they refuse to play Kalachi and Nacho. <laughs> that is uh, the
2: that is the weirdest is, is move the, of yeah. this of the season wow, so far. For sure, I cannot think of anybody who is more nailed and essential to a team's attack in one moment. Not too long ago, that is just like, sorry, bud, uh, third guy down. You might get in here. Crazy. That is crazy town. And, be- and Norwich should have – Norwich is a toe again of,
1: of an offside of drawing oh, to Norwich. Like, Brian, Todd Cantwell made the dumbest move <laughs> of the game week. How in the world do you stand there offside like that preventing that goal from counting? That is the <laughs> dumbest thing I saw so far this season. Todd Cantwell is a dumb. <laughs> Straight up. I looked at that. I watched that play, and I thought to myself, are you kidding me? If I'm Daniel and I've got principles, I'm immediately taking out Cantwell just because that was so stupid.
0: I can't wait to bleep Farka. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. That'd All be right.
1: Fun. I'm going to move on to my three disappointing forwards. It has to begin, of course, with Timo Werner. And by the way, the, the theme of these three forwards is not necessarily.
0: Uh, I almost feel like this is a little bit of a low shot. Guy, I mean, just let's kick a guy when he's down. I here's here's my theme with the forwards. There yeah. aren't
1: a lot. I mean, there have been there are a lot of very good performing forwards. So to find three disappointing forwards, I kind of had to follow a theme, which was guys who've had a chance and just did not ever take advantage of it. Okay, and that continues to apply to Timo Werner. For sure, it also applies to Kollechi and Nacho apparently for not playing. I mean, whether it's him or Brendan Rogers. He's been disappointing. Trust me. I've owned him for the first 3 game weeks of this season. And then the third one is Anthony Martial because absolutely. He now he got us he got some time. He
0: did get a little bit, but didn't do anything
1: yeah, with it. He's not going to keep that time. It's tough no. when you get
0: such limited minutes to kind of have the pressure on, on That
1: is like the catch 22 of football, isn't it? Like there are guys who just need minutes to be able to get into rhythm and perform. Yeah.
0: yeah but you don't often get minutes to be able to get to the point where you can perform. I don't think anyone's ever bought into him truly being like the center, the center guy.
3: Well,
1: it's not. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, the Never best thing for, for him me. would be to go back to like France and play for
2: Lille or something. For sure. And his best moments, it looked like when he finally was putting things together, it was so fleeting. And then it was obvious they didn't, that the club doesn't believe that he's right. the answer. And so that's the worst thing is that, even whenever you do well, that, and then personal off, like off the field issues don't right. ever help anything. Mm, and no. he was sure. plagued by that. And so it's just, it's all, it was all, all bad, all around too bad for him.
1: All right, let's transition into some of the late signings in the summer transfer window that might have some FPL relevance. We've already talked about Cristiano Ronaldo. Dave and I made our points crystal clear here. The real question, and this came up very quickly in our Slack workspace is what does this mean for some of the other parts at United I'm a Mason Greenwood owner and I've been thrilled with that up to this point but it seems as though I need to maybe send Greenwood out on a wild card and wait and see what's actually going to happen in this lineup the real question is what are you doing with the 12 pounds or whatever it is that you're spending on Bruno because if Portugal is to be believed here Bruno disappears when Cristiano Ronaldo's on the pitch and they're on the same club now they're on the same team now they're on the same club is we're not going to disappear and become irrelevant in FPL moving forward.
0: Well, is is it Ronaldo or is it just playing for club and country? I mean, there's a lot of guys that play better for club and country, and vice versa. A lot of guys have made a lot of money playing really good for their country and not good for their clubs, um, but they've gotten big contracts. It this is this is going to be a wait and see for me. I'm not going right in. I know a lot of people go going right into own Ronaldo Scott. The knowledge drop that you gave a few weeks ago with. After, like, once the players in the you know the playing roster for a weekish or whatever, in other words, like the price can't go up until the game match week starts, so it will be locked in at twelve five. So there's no concern if if it's gonna go up
1: during the international, and break. then
0: yeah. but by then a certain percentage will already be established, right? Mm-hmm. Then if it goes up above that, let's say 15% own him by the start of the match week, uh, four, then then based on the transfers ins and outs going into the following week, will his price rise or fall? Then I'll start looking at it a little bit harder. But here's the thing. For me, Scott, and we know, we love to say that, for me, <laughs> I
3: it's just wonder
0: – if you are going, and, and listen, I'm mainly speaking at my, my brother Matt here. If you're going to own Ronaldo, Lukaku, Salah, TAA, in other words, a bunch of high price guys, is it making your team too weak everywhere else? Now, I'm not saying you can't find value at lower prices. We've, we've seen that, and it's still out there. You're going to have to be okay with You have with to make, find
1: a lot of value.
0: You're going to have to. A it's, lot. It's going to be some work. I'm not saying it cannot happen. I just wonder, you know, like right now I got, you know, Ings, Antonio, and Tony, right? So mm-hmm. I don't love Tony, but he gave me a return this past week. I was kind of waited him out. I think Brent Brentford can do that again. I think Tony can give me, you know, a few more goals. I just wonder, is it worth what you're going to have to sacrifice? Because you can't, it's not just at the forward position, if you're going to bring, like, both of them in. You're going to have to sacrifice – in the midfield, and you got to sacrifice in the defense. Like, at two or three other positions. I'm not sure I'm ready to do that yet.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I would rec- – am I going too far to say that uh, if you're playing your first half wild card right now, Bruno shouldn't be a part of your squad?
2: Uh, don't you think that this is – I mean, going what's going to happen with Bruno? Is he going to take this as, like, he's going to – this is going to motivate him in some way to, to – Play. Is it going to pick up his assists? He's just not going to score as many goals. He's still going to be a productive well, player. It's just do you
1: want your 12 0 gonna... midfielder. Exactly. To be I, that's what, okay.
2: You're you're taking away the the unquestionably not no, like no argument against the data. You're taking away the the biggest part of his presumably taking away the biggest part of his offensive contribution in Which the game penalties. Yeah. So if he's not doing that, then is the is the quality of the players added, in the uh, like? He, he's not losing his spot. So his, his position isn't under threat. It's just a question of his, is the,
0: is penalties. the overall
2: quality of the rest of the team going to bring up his runs into the box? Is it, is he going to be a twelve zero like basically a, so, a deli Alley, but but deli on Man- Manchester United, like a guy that's going to be re- like reserved to taking shots from outside the box and you know picking up like leftovers that you know from everybody else. If, you, if that's the case, then absolutely not. There's absolutely no way you can spend that much on him. I he sure. I got rid of him, and I think this is, you know, we talked about this in the last couple of weeks. I can't think of anyone that I listened to across FPL coming into the season whose strategy in the early weeks of the season wasn't to get rid of Bruno in the event that Kane moved to City, that Lukaku signed for Chelsea, Ronaldo wasn't even on the radar for anybody at that point, so now that shakes up all of the things. There is no... I can't imagine, if you're sticking with Bruno, it is ba- purely based on like the hope that history continues <laughs> the way it has.
0: Scott, I want to give you a little bit of credit. I was kind of poo-pooing you earlier, but I will say this. It is interesting. That was undeniably before, in my opinion, Bruno's team, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's now not. No. The second Cristiano rocks in the door, yeah. it's not Bruno's team. Now, yeah. maybe Cristiano is a – which I believe he probably is a wise player and goes to him and says, hey, listen, I know I'm here, but <laughs> – There's no way that happens. <laughs> There's no <laughs> way that
1: happens. Not,
0: none whatsoever. And it's interesting. I wonder – but, but, Scott, if you, don't, if you, don't take this for granted. Players like him also, they want to be – the answer to winning they don't want to be the the answer to losing okay so I would be careful and just thinking that this is just gonna crash and burn
1: I think it's gonna crash and burn I you know United as a club and its fans as well seem to be addicted to the big signing that's all they want is the big signing
0: it usually works
1: uh has it worked for United
0: to this point did, River, did Maguire bring them trophies? Did Pogba bring them trophies? Hell, has Bruno brought them trophies? Um, they got a Europa title in there.
1: I don't even remember that. <laughs> Cristiano Ronaldo, his addition. If it brings any subtraction to Bruno's game, immediately not worth it. I don't care that it was only for 12 to 18 million pounds. Immediately it's not worth it.
0: No, it's, just, it's just different. He's not getting the penalties. That's, that's going to be the difference.
1: It's gonna it's Fantasy not gonna be wise, good. It's, it's gonna, not gonna be good. Uh Saul is at Chelsea. Uh we talked about City and Pep Roulette. This
0: is a big this Tuchel is a
1: Roulette big. is uh it's it's even it's even worse now. They've added another, yet another well option. but
0: I mean look, he's playing in place of Kovacic. Now they he has the option of, of like benching Jorginho if they're playing against a really good offensive team and just and playing like a four three three or a uh, a three four three like he likes to do if he needs to. And then go with Conte, and now Niguez in the mid, in like right in front of the defense. Like that's stupid. Good.
1: Abrano, Abramovich wants us all to keep talking about City and financial fair play, when we really should start looking at Chelsea. He just slides under the radar, baby. All that Putin money is being put to good use right yeah, now in this right roster.
3: Right. <laughs>
1: uh, and yes, I did just uh, say that. Th- Russian
0: bots don't come after our this podcast. This is a good Chelsea signing really it's alone too
1: it's a crazy it's a crazy roster as well you know what's interesting is this is a little bit more like tuchel has shown us with chelsea how he can win there and how he can put it together i mean he can put six or seven defensive players out there in his starting 11 like he did against liverpool this past game week but they're so good that they can quickly turn it to offense yeah even with their limited offensive personnel out there,
0: Chelsea can beat you a lot of different ways with a lot of different lineups.
1: And you got—I mean—you got to show you can score on them. Right now, nobody's going to score on them. I know. Uh, all right, moving on through. We've already talked about Daniel James. Uh, let's come back to West Ham. You mentioned uh, Vlasic and Crawl. Their their combo—they score or they signed here on the final day of the transfer window. They're really going all in on this Eastern European uh, block with their squad it's working because so and Sufal. like i love it when you bring in guys that can help you like you can help uh you know guys spot. acclimate to england though to acclimate well, to a new sure. location
0: there's no doubt about. as it. long as you don't create, i love it because they're tough
1: right sure like, it's it's fair as long as you're not creating um like factions exactly you know obviously it'll be interesting to see what happens there with west ham i'm not predicting anything i don't know that that's gonna happen They've got good dudes there, it seems. Yeah, they do. So if this just adds to that, then all the better for West Ham. Uh, uh, Dave, your squad uh, sent some players out. It did. And brought a potential new starter in.
0: I think they did bring a starter in.
1: Takahiro Tomiyasu.
0: Yeah. Is that right, Dave? It's a complete Arsenal signing from Bologna. Bologna. actually Bologna in yeah. the U, in the US United States we, of America that fake meat if you spell it the same way baloney. we say baloney yeah. i don't know why that's fine go ask jim gaffigan he'll he's, tell what, you 20, all about it he's 22 baloney. so he's your No typical... yeah for sure no um, 62 uh, right center back slash right back and so cedric uh, is out of the starting Brian lineup maybe you have... said before and as matthew berry Uh, from the 06010 has said before, I like the cut of his jib. Scott, you know what that means? You have the permission. I don't
1: want to know what that means. You have the,
0: you have permission
2: to say anything but Bologna (laughs) in talking about where he is
0: from. Seriously.
1: From now on. No, here's the thing.
0: Bellerin out. Bellerin is now gone to, uh, he's loaned out to Real Betis. With all of the, Which is really, um, like, he's 26. Here's the deal. Ever since he got hurt, he never truly came back to speedy. Yeah. Bellerin. and he he lost. Well, something. he doesn't
1: stay healthy. He's another one of those guys. that doesn't seem to stay healthy. Yeah, um, Batiste probably Royal Batiste, that not is Batiste. Batiste is for sure Batiste. Royal Batiste, Batiste. Jerome Batiste. Batiste. Yeah. All right. Anyone
0: uh, who listens to this podcast knows that I make uh, some sort of a mockery of mispronouncing things.
1: Okay, that's why we have Brian here. Uh huh.
0: Uh okay. So uh, Reese Nelson.
1: Interesting. He's not in the youth movement for Arsenal. He's out he, too.
0: Well, he's getting loaned. He's loaned, right. out. he's not sold to Fadenor. So I think this is a good move. He wasn't going to play this year. He's, he's a player that's always been pretty good, but never enough to really nail anything down. Okay. Willick, Willick was always ahead of him.
1: Yeah. But well, they were able no to cash Willick in either. on Willick.
0: Yeah. Uh, all right. Interesting. Uh, do you still have high hopes for Arsenal? I think they're going to be. It's hard. only up from here, literally. For sure. They're at the bottom. Only up from here.
1: Hey, Spurs are first. Arsenal's twentieth.
0: It's uh early days, my friend. Okay. Early days. All right. I no look. Every I, Spurs fan is a screenshot I, of that I table do not, not think Miller, Arsenal that's... can make top four. Okay. I'm reasonable, but I promise you they'll finish eighth or higher. I'm not saying the same thing to brag about. I'm just saying where I they mean, are. Arteta. People want to mail it in and loan it. Look, Scott, they just had six signings, the oldest one being twenty-three. Okay. They are making like if this is a true rebuild, people want to have a few results and say, the rebuild and just throw the towel in. Well, no, you can't do that. No, you if can't. you're truly committing to a rebuild, yep. you commit to it. Yep. They got six signings, 23 and under, 23-year-old being uh, goalkeeper Ramsdale. Everyone else is 22 and under after that. yeah. So you have laid great, I think, very good pieces. Look, are they marquee names coming in? No, they're not. The biggest name was probably Odegaard, only because but there's he's, no been European a, football. he's been a teen phenom, right? Yeah,
1: there's no European football to entice the top names. It's interesting. This is definitely a transfer window where you could look back in 18 months and say, I think that's what's going to happen. Arsenal crushed Arsenal that nailed window. that
0: window. The, the one problem is uh, the technical director, Adou, which I am losing significant faith in, and it won't hurt my feelings if he bounces out the door, has done a horrible job at selling players on and getting rid of players, and he's I think bringing players in, they've done fine, but so I like this youth. How much movement. did you get for William in this window? That's awesome <laughs> because well, so you know they signed him on a free transfer. Yeah, you know that, right. And, and, and so he and, and, lost and, and He had 000. high weekly wages. Yes, yes, yes. They yes. made money. And And uh, kudos to William. uh, Very kind of him to tear up the contract. It was his decision. That's so bizarre how far far he fell so fast. He had chances. Look, he didn't produce. And and, and I know you brought this up. My opinion is he had plenty of chances. He did not produce.
1: In theory, he could have been that bridge guy, right? I mean, he's in his 30s. He could have been someone. That's what
0: he was supposed to be. And it just didn't happen. It just didn't happen the way he thought, the way they thought. He even said so in his his kind of apology to – I want a couple of those – uh, into his, I forgot they were there. I couldn't see him. Into uh, his up uh, there Oreos. We're discussing Oreos. Scott okay. showed up with Oreos. I'm gonna, just going to bring it into the pod here. As he's just going ri- to open them up as on he's the ripping pod. into them. Here, uh, they were down, behind my computer. I couldn't see them. Give me some of those. I'll stop talking and then I will eat one. So I just think this, Arsenal will be fine. All the people, Arsenal fan Robbie uh, troops, calm down. Arsenal's going to be fine. Just they're going to need some time, and I know that a lot of Arsenal fans have been impatient, and I get it. But at this point, except where we are, understand what we've done, and let's move forward and support the club.
2: Did you guys watch the transfer deadline show today at all? I did. did you not. see it at all? No. I think because NBC Peacock was showing uh, was showing it, and I think it was just the Sky Sports or whatever the you know whatever broadcast they were showing. I think they have a Sky partnership. I think it was Paul Merson. I'm not sure. I'm not 100% sure. But I know that one of the pundits during the the broadcast was talking about Arsenal and commented that Arsenal is never – they're never beating anyone to a a signing, like a desirable signing. And he said, you know, went through a list of, like, players and was just like, you never see them, like, oh, it's this player that – City and Chelsea were bidding on, and, and Arsenal comes in and nicks him you know, out from under him at the last moment. And he just said, kind of like, why is that? Like, what is it that, like, what kind of talent are they looking at? Talked about even the player, I think it was, you know, one of the players they brought in here and was just like, he's coming from, you know, it's, it's coming from Bologna. Yeah. So, are, is the rest of Serie A not looking at him? Like, why not another Italian team scouting? Like, there isn't any news about, like, sure. oh, he's being looked at by all these other players. Just saying, like, that seems to be very typical of Arsenal's signings. And That's kind of fair. making it as a statement as, like, it, like, you'd think that maybe there's a talent. Like, somehow there's a scouting issue.
0: Either that, that and or this. I mean, or they're
2: just trying to get by on, on whatever they can find. You back to
0: Wenger years, and, like, no one was looking at Henri. No one had heard of Henri before he came came over. It, they found Van Piercy, and he was he was fine where where he was, but he wasn't a top top name team. Look, I'll say another club that's had of recent more success in Arsenal. Well, actually, more success as a club, Liverpool Football Club. Who are they? Who are they bringing in? Who's coming to Liverpool that like you know choosing Liverpool over Madrid and other places? Now, I mean, yeah. look. One thing, I, Liverpool uh, and Michael Edwards are losing their technical director, which sucks for, for you. Um, but Liverpool has done this better than anyone. No one was looking for Virgil van Dyke, and Liverpool's got him at Southampton. He's right in their backyard. Now, Liverpool's been picking from Southampton for years. But same thing, uh, who was banging down uh, Sadio Mane's doors at Southampton? Again, another Southampton player. No one. Who was banging down wantaway Salas? Salah's? You know Chelsea castaway Roma one hit wonder Salah, no one. Liverpool went and got him. Like so, I don't think you have to. I understand your point. It's not. I'm just.
2: I, I'm Liverpool, just. I'm just I, the messenger on this. No, one. no,
0: for sure. And, and whoever wrote that, I get it. I understand the point. I would just be careful. Um, there's plenty of clubs who do that. Who sure. try and, do, and don't. You're have actually success.
1: talking about a select few are able to spend money at well will.
0: I, again i'm not gonna shoot the messenger
1: city chelsea madrid barcelona psg i mean those are really the clubs
2: For that sure. you're talking There's six about six or seven
0: clubs probably that's
1: yeah. it that truly
0: is sure
2: it. Uh, yeah i think that i just think the point was like this is a this is a you know quote-unquote top six this is one of the big one of the big clubs of the not. premier league
1: sorry and dave they're just not two eighth place finishes in a row Probably going to be lower this season. Future is bright. Are you ready to bet? Future, Future is bright. bright. Yeah, they'll be lower than eighth. Lower than eighth this season. Eighth no, or higher. No doubt in my mind they'll be lower eighth than eighth. or eight.
0: higher, easy dubs right there. Easy dubs, <laughs> Eighth or higher.
1: All right. Um, I, I think next year they, I mean, I, I agree with you that they've laid a foundation right, for here. For sure.
0: I, I think it's undeniable. But, hey, they're going to have to get some results. Let's move on to Everton, Salomon and Rondon.
1: I think he's perfect <laughs> oh cover.
0: He's that yeah. and
1: bin signing that Rafa has been making all summer, and he's the cover that he needs for DCL and Richarlison. Lawson.
0: I love it. It's a it's, yeah, it's a, a great, great move, it's a, Brian. It's a great change of pace, guy. Right? It's a great sixty minutes. Yeah, get, get I, DCL sixty five minutes. Bring in Rondon to just bruise you up and and handle business the last bit of the game. I love I love the move. At
1: this stage in his career, he will be fine playing. 20 to 30 minutes most matches. Absolutely. And he can definitely do some damage. All right. So neither of you have played your wild card. I probably will. I'm curious. What kind of uh, strategies would you recommend for anyone like me looking to play their wild card here uh, during the international break?
0: I would just say, look, again, a lot of people are going to be going, oh, I got to own Lukaku. I got to own Ronaldo. and Then you're trying to figure out everything else in between. If anything, especially with COVID still in the mix, keep your teams diverse. Keep a bench. Yes, you got to keep a bench. I'm not – if you're going to skimp, skimp in the backup goalkeeper and mm-hmm. back up your main guy on the same team if you can do it. But stay diverse. Try, try to stay away from owning three guys on one team. I've mm-hmm. been able to do it, but I've done it in the past. So No, that's exactly right. The week
1: that set apart – Literally everyone. It
0: killed last, me last season
1: year. was the City Spurs match that was that and I was had six postponed. Players yep,
0: not playing when you were not diversified. Five. It was five. It was five players not playing. If you still, weren't diversified
1: with City and Spurs, you got hammered that week. Yeah. Truly, I won the title that week because I didn't have any City players and I think I had one Spurs player.
0: I know you were completely unaffected, and it yep. I was crushed. I had like a twenty six that yeah.
1: week. It was the it was the difference now, that that And I mean. There are are people who have reached out to us on social media and still to this day say, that one week changed my season Mm -hmm. last year. That can happen this season. We've been close to losing fixtures already this season. Especially if Mikel Arteta is to be believed. So this is not going away. Players are disappearing from squads that are named for matches. It it's happened. It happened this past game week again. Villette lost a couple. We saw I think Leeds lost a couple uh in their squad. I mean, this is still happening. So I agree with you. Be diversified.
0: Yeah, that's just what I would say. It's so tempting.
1: A full squad that is diverse in that's- terms of club.
0: I look and there, look. There's plenty of low price guys you can go after. I think that they'll, that can produce. By the but, way, by the way, look, uh, look. That
1: whole idea of being diversified. Like if you're looking at, you know, day, uh, sorry, Brian mentioned Leeds has a great schedule coming up. Mm-hmm. If you hear Brian's advice about that and you think okay, and you go get three Leeds players. Well, guess what? Leeds has COVID right now in their dressing room. They lost two players in their last in their last game week squad to COVID protocols. I don't know that it'll still be there two weeks from now, but if Leeds match is postponed, which is not outside the realm of possibility, or COVID spreads throughout the locker room, you having three Leeds players could devastate you. For sure. Yeah. So don't go like I would almost recommend not to have three players from any squad, unless it's your backup goalkeeper, like you mentioned.
0: Yeah. Again, I, I have I mean I have two on multiple squads. I have two Liverpool players, I have two United players, I have two West Ham players. So Honestly, it's not that diverse, but but they're not two at the same position
1: either, right? No, I mean, it's if you not. got if if there was a match cancellation, you would potentially have it's a like bench. It's like
0: Antonio Benrama. It's Pogba yeah. Shaw. It's Salah Taa. Yeah, so so, if, so
1: you could potentially cover that with your bench, hoping that
0: you have enough guys on your all bench. All my player, play. all my guys play. Yep. All my guys are starting go. every week. Okay, and so that's good, except for my backup goalkeeper.
1: It's I think, I think with especially with this international break, and by the way, I, you know...
0: And I have, I have Robert Sanchez's backup keeper. Sure. So if for whatever reason he doesn't start, I still have the Brighton keeper.
1: The nice thing about activating a wild card is that you basically get to start your season over. You know, unlimited changes. You can tinker around. You just got to play around with whatever the money is that you have in your squad at this point in the season. I haven't activated mine yet, but... You know, the one thing I would say too is, you know, shifting gears a little bit. If you're not playing your wild card, I probably, this this game week, more than anyone in the history of me ever playing FPL, I would recommend people wait to the last minute to make their transfers. I agree. Have you made your transfer already
3: for game week I four? I did,
0: but I was, well, <laughs> no. So I was going to make my one move. It was Samikas. He was. I was losing. I was gonna For lose Duffy. the tenth that I made on Samikas because he went up twice. So I made one tenth. If he would have lost a tenth and gone and back to four one, would I lose the tenth that I made. Yeah. So I, I brought in Duffy. So the financial move. A completely financial move. I made one. Hey, Veltman was back. By, by the Veltman way. is back. I just don't see. I don't think Duffy's leaving the lineup. All right,
1: it's a little bit of a gamble.
0: A little bit, but I think uh, Brian, you feel. Um, should I feel okay about that? <laughs> no, I, I Ryan think that, I think
2: that is the question. I think that that's what we were waiting for I all along. Is don't I, I need no. Is I it, want it, you to be Veltman. No, drew Duffy up. was in there because Veltman was not, and they still have they have Dan Byrne to fit back in too. I mean, and and don't forget Tariq Lampty still to come back. So there's a lot of players who are regular starters for them who didn't do anything other than just not be fit to start the season. Mm-hmm. They didn't do anything performance-wise to lose their spot. So I just I can't imagine Duffy stays in there. That's the reason why I didn't I didn't go get him, but yeah. I, he I really but, but by, based on there. performance so far, <laughs> he's statistically and by you know by numbers for the price, he's a standout you don't player. Keep, you don't keep Beltman yeah, on
1: the bench. No. So you can start Duffy. You don't no. do that. No, not at all. Um by the way, what's I, I haven't dug into this. There's probably an answer out there somewhere. You know, Veltman was supposed to be in Premier League protocols or COVID protocols until eight twenty six, and so he'd be back for game week three. Then it was changed on the FPL website to nine eleven, but then he showed up in a substitute appearance here in this match. What is going on?
0: Well, Scott, there's no injury protocol. That's so, <laughs> which means
1: there's really no COVID
0: protocol so either. This, <laughs> it's tough to. Even the COVID the, protocol is not theirs. It's the government. Look, let's be honest. Since COVID has started, things change monthly, weekly, daily sometimes. So, yeah, no. Hourly for Arsenal. As much as I would love to bang the drum, when it comes to COVID, who knows?
1: Yeah, for sure. Brian, any, uh, any additional strategy tips for wild card or non wild card players?
2: No, I just think that this is like we're still early enough where. I'm guessing I agree don't you, know, you want to wait I think to see what's gonna happen but at the same time like we're in we're still in the realm of tenths are mattering so if you have some if you have a move that you can make and and it's the different like you have the exact money to make the move you want to make you might I, you Make, Probably
0: have to make it, do, it. Move, do it now because yeah, you, you might drop I mean, a 10th already.
2: I mean, you see how fast Ben Rama is up so fast. Antonio is up so fast. Lukaku's already gone up a 10th. Ferran Torres and Jesus and Eve Busuma went up a 10th. Like So even if you wanted to go down to the, what, was the, what was the lowest midfielder, you can't do that anymore without losing a 10th on Eve Bissouma. So I I just think that's the one that would be the one place where where tenths or tenths can hurt. And so if you can like that was where I the money worked out like for me the, I, I I was able to go for, I went from Bruno to Ferran Torres so that I could go from Danny Ings up to Lukaku. So I did make the Lukaku move. So I I love the matchup for them coming out of the coming out of the break. I don't see how Lukaku isn't ready for that. So Yeah.
1: So in a way, like the, those
0: kind of moves. He's not going to play Virgil
1: for a couple more months
2: now. By the <laughs> way, people are selling the
0: crap out of Ings. Ings seems to be the poster child for Lukaku and Ronaldo. In Ings is the sacrificial lamb that's going out, even though he's got a seven, eight, and a four. This yeah. Well, no, it's lamb. the it's the it's the schedule, and it's going
2: to be it's the,
0: the which in Villa's schedule gets hard. That's true. Villa's schedule is tough,
2: and not only that, it's I you know I, I just it's he's. Not cheap. I mean, he's, he's just enough that you can be able, you can, you know, for me, that was one of the reasons why I was happy to get him. But no, I, that that is, my only, that is my only thought going into this break. I don't know how, because I, I still have Samikas too. I don't know how I'm going to avoid a minus four <laughs> coming out of this. So I really you're, don't. You're, gearing, you're, like, you're just
1: not going to play your wild card. No, I, I mean,
2: I saved the extra transfer with the intention of minimum playing those two transfers or thinking in terms of mini wild card taking a minus four to make three transfers. So I have uh, Ob- my, uh, Michael Obafemi, who, you know, is one of the... One he's of, not in the Premier League. No anymore. longer in the Premier League, but <laughs> he, he's going to be in my Premier League for uh, indefinitely. He's not, he's not leaving nice. the Premier League as long as far as I'm concerned. Um, Swansea <laughs> City be damned. Uh,
3: <laughs> no,
2: between Obafemi and Samikas and Basuma, like, I, at least I know Basuma's playing. Like at least I know that and if he looks I need good to. In real and he's, life. Yeah, he's been a, he's been very good for them. Um I'm not, and and I you know, I I had to go cheap at the back. So I have Daniel Amarty too. So from wow. Leicester. So
1: why aren't you wild carding?
2: It's possible that Amarty doesn't lose his spot <laughs> depending on the health of Vestergaard. And fine. also, by the way, hey, I had Amarty
0: too and, and and it's been fine.
2: By the way, uh Chalar Suryunchu has been a train wreck for the the first three weeks of the season. So I I don't know that all of a sudden he just gets kicked out of the team. But, man, uh, it's not Amarty making the mistakes back there. Either way, I have enough players, I think, to cover a starting lineup. But, yeah, I mean, a minus four at least gets me to where I have a playable player on the bench. Hmm.
1: So you're not following Dave's advice. I
2: just, I just feel like there's going to be. It's the way it always goes. There's going to be a point. I don't know how many weeks from now it is. Whether it's, whether it's week seven, because I know that was a popular choice. Week four or week seven was the kind of the early uh, season. Why do you popular say week choice. seven? Just for the ch- that that is the week when Chelsea's fixtures turn to be the brightest, and so that is that is one of the places in the season that uh, has been a very popular like target for using the wild card. Like my start of the season has been fine, so I feel yes. no I feel no sense of urgency to get rid of like the players that I have, and I mean I I've already taken a minus eight this season, and I you know I'm it's not it's, it hasn't led to bad outcomes, so that's the part of it where I'm like, you know if I can get by, you know I have enough I still have I do have money in the bank I can still go you know to from Samikas to uh Spurs defender. Spurs come back after the break to you know play Crystal Palace. That's not a terrible matchup. Like there's there are options out there. Uh back to your point about diversifying your team. It's nice. Like I feel like the transfers in, even the the popular transfers in. Or if you go by points, like total points on the season so far, the players are all over the place. Mm-hmm. So it's teams, it's like so many teams are represented in this where it's like, "Oh, I can see that." And now because you have, you know, I might not, like Femi might come out for, for Dennis from Watford at 5-2. I mean, even that is not a terrible, like that's an easy, sure. less than a pound move to for get sure. the starting, you know, the starting striker for Watford as they go into the greenest patch in the Premier League. Hmm. So, you know, there's like, I feel like there's so many options across, you know, kind of across FPL right now. It's
1: really nice. It is. It is nice. All right, looking at the FPL America Podcast League, the top scorer from Game Week 3 was FIFA King. Raul scored an 84. Good score.
3: Wow. Moved
1: him up into 61st position. If he keeps doing that, though, he'll be moving up a lot more very quickly. I want to give a shout-out. Andrew is absolutely a listener to this podcast. Uh, we go by first names on this podcast. There's multiple Andrews, but there's an Andrew. He's towards the bottom of the table, but I know he's a listener because his team name is... Son of a Bitsy. Ooh,
0: <laughs> it makes me so, yes. so happy. Well done.
1: Looking at the top three, Nirvana State moves up into first with a 73. Michael, well done. He is perpetually at the top. An excellent FPL player. Happy to have him a part of our league. He's in first place heading to the international break. There's a tie for second. Drew, team, team. Fell down to second,
3: mm-hmm. uh,
1: but still holding strong with a 63. Tied with Diane. Fusion Freaks FC, All-Star Listener Diane, well done. She moves up into that tie for second with a 72.
0: Mini, mini league... Well represented at
2: the top at the moment. I love it. NFL America up. Podcast League is one of the only red arrows that I got this week. <laughs> I mean, honestly, the score I thought was fine. Here I am dropping, uh, <laughs>
0: dropping out, you know, out of Our, the top ten. The scores in the FPL mini America mini league, league. Uh, very, legit. have been very yeah. high all season yes, so far. In this score.
1: infamous mini mini league, uh, I'm third. Brian's fourth. Dave, all, he got green arrow. We all three got green arrows. I know. He's
0: up to seventh. I know.
1: Well, well done all around. Uh, Dave, any last thoughts as we uh, officially take this into the international break?
0: Scott, we're going to try uh, to record one more pod next week bef- before we get back to action, and we're going to. It's gonna be a little bit of a special pod. It's going to be fun. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we like to do some uh, different types of episodes. Uh, I'll I'll do some uh, occasional monologues. I've got kind of a running one that I I'm in the midst of right now. That my plan is to to bring back during this international break we got a great idea of an episode that we're going to try it's
0: going to take brian i've already talked about it. it's going to take some forming not something we can throw together overnight no we've given us some days uh let's not say yet what it is i'm not i'm not just in case we can't pull it off i know i am concerned we can pull it off because (laughs) i want to do it well and i know this guy wants to i know i'm pointing at brian saying this guy yeah i I know that we want to pull it off well so yes, we'll if see we, what we if, can do. If, if for whatever reason we can't pull it together this break, uh, we will at least have gotten a good start on it for the next break. I'm very excited about it.
1: Keep up with us on social media. Uh, make sure that especially before you're setting your game week four lineup, check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Patreon, where FPL America or FPL America Podcast, and all those locations. Uh, I say that because if I do play my wild card, which I probably will. Uh, I'll be showing Are you really? I'll be showing my squad uh through that. Yeah, I've got two free transfers, but I think I've got more moves I want to make than
0: that. Mm, interesting.
1: Yeah, what's the number
2: that you of have transfers? Taken? Yeah, what number of transfers do you have to get to where you're like yeah, I might as well play the wild
0: four. card? 4 4 over. If I if if I have Scott, if if I'm, I'm Scott if and I'm can... holding two and I can take a negative 8 and do four moves. Ooh. That's not wild card worthy for me. 5 then. If you're doing four on three, if you're gonna take a negative twelve or negative sixteen, yes, you're wild. Yeah, carding. I think no, I think I
2: think if you have four I think four players, one transfer is probably at the moment where you'd have to negative double start to digits
1: think about is it. where you guys yeah. are saying. Yeah. You yeah. hit the wild card button.
0: Yes. But if I can do you and do like like Brian alluded to earlier, almost like a mini wild card without doing it and take a negative eight and make four changes, that's interesting.
1: Yeah, a th-
2: a two transfers and taking a minus four, like three transfers on what, you know, when you have two free, I think is a pretty, that's a pretty standard right. FPL practice. I yeah. Don't, I'm, not, I'm not opposed to I'd that. I'd be careful, Scott. Time.
0: I mean, look, if you do it, you do it. It's whatever. And here's the other thing, too. We have some other, you know, league members that are doing fine, but they're like, no, I want a wild card. I just don't like the way my team is going. I don't like the makeup. I want to reset. I get it I as hate- long
1: as you're as long as you're not chasing points and you have realized the points aren't chasing you, then sure do it but I mean, I made that point I've made that point every week since the season has started you know I've had three good game weeks I've come in well above average in all three weeks I'm sitting in a good spot. I've done that with one transfer so far this season. I've gotten the points to chase me and I've hit on a couple of captains. You know, not every guy's doing great. Ian Nacho's in my squad. Don't feel great about that. Samikas is in my squad. Harvey Barnes. Like yeah. I've got guys that aren't performing, but I've got guys that are, and the points are chasing me with the with the core of the team.
0: Scott, I just look back at my three scores. I've gone eighty four, seventy two, seventy. It's good in my three match weeks. we are going the wrong direction, and I'm like thirty three in our in our <sighs> podcast league. Like, yeah, that's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Really good scores out there. Did you guys make
2: a? team kit on the design your kit thing. On I have
0: in the past. I haven't done it yet this year.
2: I did. I, I love it. I was Is it wear... pink? Oh, no, not at all. It's inspired by McDonald's. <laughs> it's like Ronald McDonald FC. Like West
1: Brom away? Oh, no, look at it.
3: It's right there. <laughs>
1: It's hilarious. Yeah, that's West Brom away. it's
3: yeah, so last year. It's
1: the stupidest looking.
2: It's the ketchup thing and can, mustard It's the kit. stupidest uh, looking thing I can, ever, I can ever think of. All right,
0: anyway. look, I'm ready. I'm ready for next week, Scott Brian. It's going to be a good time. Uh, good luck with your wild cards. Good luck prepping. Good luck trying to get Ronaldo and Lukaku into your teams. <laughs> good luck on a lot of different things for the FPL America podcast. This is David Smith. Until next time.